Spamfest 2023. We're ready. We're here. We've We're got here. everything set up. We've got our Jägermeister tap machine. We got some monster energy cooled, and we got our equipment from Klangfarbe. I am super stoked. Amazing lineup. Awesome bands. The best of the best. The creme de la creme of the punk scene. Thanks to Spam for bringing all of these amazing bands to Austria. And yeah, we will welcome some of them in our podcast, in our little makeshift podcast studio here. And we hope you enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> we are here now with Chris from Anti-Flag. Hi, how are you? Hello, uh, very well. Um, like we were talking about earlier, still a little fresh. Uh, only been in Europe for about a week, have about three weeks left. Um, truthfully, I am just so grateful for the resurgence. Obviously, the pandemic has a lot to do with that, but there is a new and a revived energy within rock Absolutely. and roll and punk rock in particular. And yes. um, we really felt that uh, this week through the UK and in Italy yesterday. And um, but this is where anti-flags bread gets buttered so to speak <laughs> in austria and germany and, uh, and so yeah. i'm really looking forward to the mainland and this part of the world and reconnecting with 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 some people that i haven't seen in a very long time yeah. and, and we did a festival run last summer but that was still a little bit weird and mm -hmm, yeah you it was know, so fresh after mm, covid right yeah. everybody was like is this maybe a big mistake yeah, right yeah, are and, we all gonna mm, die exactly, now <laughs> yeah and that's like a that's a scary place to be and, yeah. and so I, mm -hmm. i totally understood and 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 then you couple that with like the shows in between the festivals were like you know people had tickets for fucking two years oh, for yeah. and like like i felt so bad about that and um so this is just a massive relief and 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 like i said i'm i'm, I'm grateful to hang with you guys and and to have this thing that we love so much be back you yeah know? it's insane today i'm like constantly hugging people yeah, smiling yeah, so yeah. much because there's a lot of bands that we know and love a lot of people we get it's to see family again after festival a long time. for us basically yeah. i'm genuinely so happy today thank you for doing this with yeah. us like this yeah. is This is family. Yeah, was well, so, you know it, music the, scene the, family. The, the real tell crying. for me, <laughs> the real tell for me, you know, um, I'm Italian. Uh, my oh. mom came. Italiano. Uh, very little, very si. little, very little. No, we. Not quite. Um, but I've been yelled at in Italian my whole life because my mom came to the states uh, from Italy when she was 13, mm. and um, uh, obviously English is her second language, and so when we were young and in trouble, the Italian comes out. Um, but I say that because I've spent a lot of time in Italy and um, it can be quite arduous as a band. It, mm. Things move slow, people um, work when they want to. You know, uh, the culturally, it, 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 especially if you come from here, where things are so on time and oh, yeah. so organized, then you go to Italy and you're like, oh, what the fuck just happened? Like, uh, we have load in at 10, everybody shows up at 11. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, so I, I, the real tell for me that things are different and more energized and more uh, empathetic than usual was yesterday in the hot Italian sun with a day that was supremely Italian in its <laughs> delays and it's like, The accommodations are and, shit. Oh yeah. The catering's but, good. Yeah. No but every, AC. But everybody's no like, fuck it, we're having the best time. Yeah, you know? and, and it's like, it's all gonna work out. Exactly. I love yeah. that about Italy. Yeah. But don't you feel like the moment you step in foot in Italy, I'm always like, 
I feel like I'm a little bit of a different person. It's Italian me. Yeah, hell Soon yeah. As I lived in Italy for a while, like working there, and then I'm there, and I take things so much slower, exactly. easier, and I don't like my Austrian brain takes everything so seriously, yeah, and yeah, then my yeah, Italian yeah. brain doesn't. Well, that's a that's so that's a byproduct of you know obviously. Um, Culturally, that is in, in, we're impacted by that. But I also think it's a byproduct of a hyper-capitalist society that's mm. consistently demanding our attention, yes. consistently demanding that we are buying things to feel better, to feel connected to each other. And mm. then you go there and it's like, no, when I grocery shop, I grocery shop for the day. Yeah. And yes. this is what I'm going to make. Like, like that pace is so important to people's quality of life, which is, you know, uh, um, last summer, My partner and I, we went to my mom's village. We still have the house that she grew up in there. Oh, nice. And it's very small. It's a medieval village. It's about two hours east of Rome. And uh, it's a population of, I think, a thousand people, if not 600 people, very small. But they're, they, they were saying that since the pandemic, they're getting mass return of people mm -hmm. who are coming back because they want that. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. There is, an, there is a, um, a focus on quality mm -hmm. of life and a focus on, on how we interact with our surroundings and with each other. And so, you know, obviously the evils of our world reared their ugly head through the pandemic. You have immense wealth inequality at a handful of people become insanely rich and billionaire yeah. upon billionaire just doubled down and people really suffered during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. But I do think that emotionally and, um, uh, uh, you know, instinctually us as humans coming out of the pandemic, we're looking for more joy mm -hmm. and less stress. And mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Yeah, so, one um, good thing yeah. we can take away from yeah, it. Definitely. Absolutely. So yeah. it's good to remind yourself like something, I feel exactly what you're saying. And I catch myself sometimes being like super stressed out and be like, okay, I have to do this. I have to do this and I have to do this. And then sometimes it's kind of good to think back to sounds weird but good to think back to the covid time where yeah. you there was nothing to do yeah, you just yeah, stayed yeah, at yeah. home and you yeah. were looking out of the window there was no fucking body on yeah, the street yeah, you yeah, were yeah. like what am i gonna do today to just enjoy my life yeah, yeah and now when i'm stressed out i'm like okay just i don't know yeah think back to that time what did you do and just try to get a little bit of that time that was so slowed down from yeah. one day to another mm -hmm. Truthfully, Try like, to do that again. Yeah, I, I, look, I'm not a scientist. Um, I don't know what the long impacts of all of this are on our culture, but mm. I do know that people being given a breath, a beat, oh, yeah. that to me has now changed all of it. Mm. You know, the, from, from the person who buys the ticket to the show to the person who's on stage. All of us realize the finite nature of this and the value of this community and the value of this organization and this camaraderie of the scene and in each other. And so I think, I really do think that more than ever, and, and I'm hopeful that it's not short-lived, but yeah. um, I, I, do, I do look around now and I, I find myself enjoying even the hard parts, you know? Um, yes. Even the dusty, sandy Italian uh, <laughs> uh, day I had yesterday, where I'm like, today I can barely breathe because it's all of my fucking face and notes. And I was like, Beautiful. you know what? Fuck this, man. This was 
this was amazing. It was this beautiful, is a, yeah. This is a this is an honor and a privilege, and we should treat it that way. You and blow your nose. You're like, that's beautiful. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, brown. Yeah, I don't know what that is, but it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. True. It's really. Uh, <laughs> That's a, that's a real thing. <laughs> it is. So speaking about uh, what you also just said, um, the whole community and, and how good this community is and how, how should I say, um, not true, but how genuine, mm -hmm. I think. Uh, and also for us in Austria, Stefan and yeah, uh, Birgit yeah, 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 yeah. are a huge part of this community. Like they started Spamfest, they are the driving force or one of the driving forces mm -hmm. behind the punk scene in Austria. Is there anything that you would like to tell Stefan and Birgit? Yeah, yeah, any yeah. message or any yeah, thoughts? I mean, truthfully, I just told it to him outside. Um, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, uh, like I said, we're grateful. Um, this is a this is a this is a privilege, uh, not a given, and we thankfully have um, been around him now for the last 10 years, however long this has been gone on. I mean, I think that we're one of the bands that has played Spamfest the most, you know, yeah. and, and, mm -hmm. and from its early inclinations to how fucking big and massive it is it's now. Insane, so, right? so that to me, I, I think that, that you're absolutely right that instead of waiting for it to go away, Let's give homeboy his flowers now while uh, he can still smell them, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, why we're asking this question yeah. in every podcast yeah. here. We're like, yeah. But, but truthfully, um, he'll be the first to tell you that it's not just him. Yeah. That there's a tremendous team that puts in an yeah. incredible amount of work to make something like this happen. Mm -hmm. And so we are, we are stewards of the empathy over apathy, the optimism over cynicism, mm. that is the driving force of punk rock. And so when you have that injection from a Stefan um, or from yourselves being here and just having these conversations and, and a recognition that it's not an individual, it's not a record or a t-shirt or a band that matters, yeah. it's all of us. Uh, all um, of us yeah. That to me, that's the importance uh, of what this is, not, um, you know, look, We saw Rancid last night. I love an outcome of the Wolves. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, it ain't about that, you know? Yeah. It was about looking out and seeing what that means to people yes. and to all of mm -hmm. us. Uh, our friends of a punk rock sing-along band, they call it punk rock sing-along. It's like the, the original punk rock karaoke show. I don't oh, know cool, if you know cool. that from the US. Yeah, and yeah, they yeah, do yeah, like yeah, the yeah. European version I've of it I've done here. it a couple times, yeah. And I mixed yeah. their shows and we had the after show last night and it was so great because people are also drunk and like yeah, yeah, unleashed yeah, yeah. and then some <laughs> songs come on yeah, and it like people start like hugging each other yeah. and it's, it's so beautiful. I mean, it was chaotic. That's awesome. As fuck and I was stressed being like, oh my God, yeah. don't, don't pour beer into the monitor, please. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not how yeah, you hold the microphone. But there is something so to be said too about like freedom, you know, uh, 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 <laughs> I get it, but I also am like, we need to respect each other because we're all trying to do something. So it is a fine line, but <laughs> yeah, it is nice it when right. we can collectively <laughs> let our hair down and uh, you know just be free to be ourselves. So so I, I feel you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, speaking about being unleashed, we also like to talk about like touring and general tour stories. Um, we started this because the both of us have had our fair share of tour yeah. uh, incidents, <laughs> let's yeah. call it incidents, and I would like to ask stories, people about their craziest tour story. It's yeah. something that pops in your, into your mind right now. Well, well, the first thing I do want to acknowledge is that I think it's really um, 
it's incredible and it is a travesty that there, you know, yourselves as two women in a rock and roll industry are fucking unicorns. You know, it's like, it's too, too <laughs> infrequent that we see women in crew positions, that we see women in, um, uh, you know, sound positions. And there are That's there true. are a few organizations in the States, um, a woman by the name of Emily, Emily Lazar, who's a mastering engineer. I know her. Uh, yeah. There's sound girls yeah. also. Yeah. I yeah. have, uh, we are in Sisters of Music, which is our Great. local Austrian group. Awesome. There that's, is I did, that's the thing that I didn't know exists, so thank yeah. you for sharing right. that. But, a lot but of, so, yeah, yeah I, I, I first want to point out that that's incredible that you've created this thing and that you thank guys you. have <laughs> been doing this work for as long as you have. Um, but also, you know, like, Antiflex is pretty boring. No, <laughs> uh, no, well, no, truthfully, we are. So, like, in, I'm in, so inspired yeah, right well, now but by in you. In terms of like crazy tour stories, like, like we reserve all of our energy and all of our um, focus and intention for the stage. You never and, left someone at a gas station. Oh uh, well, no, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, and, and 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 I, I, we'll get to that. Um, but you know, I, I also don't like. It's like. Um, there's not a lot of debauchery in our mm. world, you know? Um, sometimes there is um, stupidity and forgetfulness and, and those type of things, but, oh, but yeah. that's, that's, that's us being humans. Um, we, and, and, and again, as I, when I say we're boring, we are so focused on the intention of the anti-flag and it is, it is to present these ideas that there is a band that believes in the eradication of racism and sexism and homophobia and fascism as a whole, and we would use whatever power we have and whatever stage we have to communicate that idea. And when you play a giant festival, when you're at, you know, Rock M Ring, like some folks were this weekend, or whether it's Hurricane Southside, like we're doing in a few weekends, and someone's buying a fucking nachos and whatever. Mm. I want that motherfucker to know why we're here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so that's why we're doing what we're doing. So um, in terms of like the party and whatever, we tend to stay away from it. That being said, we forgot Justin a bunch of times. <laughs> is, it, is it always Justin? Yeah, yeah. it's always Justin. Poor, yeah. poor dude. Uh, we're uh, sorry, Justin. Yeah. So sorry. Um, and you know, like, there are cute things that have happened where like when the first time we toured with Rage Against the Machine was in 1999 and we played basketball arenas. Oh, and, um, shit. I the went, sound must be horrible. Well, the sound was a little bit horrible, but also <laughs> like some people are proficient at making that work. You know, we used the house people at that time because we were a baby band. Punk rock also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, um, but the funny thing to me was after the show, I go to take a shower and I pushed the button on the shower Ugh. and the water missed me because the shower head was so tall. It was for a basketball player, you no. know? So, <laughs> so I was standing there and I was like, I didn't get wet. And I was like, but, oh, I gotta stand like four feet back. But you're, I had to use my foot to push the button. <laughs> but you're a pretty tall guy. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just pretty impressive, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, a great one uh, for leaving Justin was we left him in Montreal. It's a good place to be um, forgotten. Well, not huh? really, because uh, <laughs> so he we used to tour in a Winnebago, like a um, it's like a camper sleeper thing, mm -hmm. and we built six bunks. Shit, in it. the GoPro just died. Oh. Give me no, take one time. second. Is it like a wood, like five 
bunks in there yeah, or something like that? Yeah, we built six. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we built I, three and three. There, yeah. when, in the campers, there's usually like one bed. Yeah. And so we took the bed out and we oh, built Yeah, we built yeah. I once uh, drove in one of these. It's called Mini Tours. Like there's a company in Yeah, Europe, yeah, yeah. And it's like Nomads of Prague has one too. Yeah, it's like, yeah. fun. It's fun and it's horrible. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's definitely. You get mixed feelings. This is great. No, actually, it's, it sucks. It's definitely, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, you know, the meme, like we have that at home. It's like, we have a tour bus at home, and it's like, yeah. shitty. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Mom, I want McDonald's. We want McDo- uh, I got McDonald's at home. It's like, no, we no, don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, can I acknowledge uh, that you have a pickle on your jeans jacket? Yeah. Connie, I call her because we were on tour in the U.S., and there was a jar. I love pickles. And there is a jar of moonshine pickles okay. at a gas station at a yeah, mom's yeah, and yeah, pop's yeah, yeah, gas yeah. station. And from that on, I called her my little moonshine pickle. Wow. And there is a little pickle. pickle. Oh, so, I love it. So Heinz is, um, Heinz actually was a German. Uh, and he uh, arrived in Pittsburgh and he created Heinz ketchup. Oh, um, it's a nice. very popular. And, yeah? and, and yeah, so um, he also invented Heinz relish. Ah, uh, yeah, it's uh, a good one. Made from it's so good. And so the Heinz, this is a, a vintage Heinz. I love it. Uh, pickle pin. I will never um, lose it. It's yeah, amazing. I know, I know. But <laughs> also, so I want to acknowledge the, the manicure. Oh, thanks. I did it myself. <laughs> can I? Can I you do drop mine too? I want to this here because not, I mean I, I brought everything, so I'm gonna drop it. So, my side hustle is. I do nails. I do our nails. She's if you so good want your it. nails done, I really I have do because they're lot of so colors. fucking bad. But I'm gonna yeah, get in line too. I have like, this. like it's all. Yeah. It's like a semi-permanent though. Um, it oh. will stay on for longer. That's good for like. Except the so like when I've done that, um, it like chips off the whole thing, like goes away. You know. It doesn't happen with those. Okay. Uh, she's a pro. Mm-hmm. I'll believe it when I see mm-hmm. it, people. No, for real. We'll check back in in a few weeks and we'll like. <laughs> <laughs> the review. Yeah. So, this so, girl. Okay, okay the back to the story. So Sorry, we're the in camera the went up. Okay. Um, it <laughs> used to be, um, this was the Warp Tour in 2000. Uh, so, 23 years ago. Holy uh, fuck. <laughs> it used to be very expensive to use your cell phone in Canada. And oh, we had like one. Switzerland. We had one cell phone. Uh, it was the band phone. And Justin had the phone on him, but we had turned him off um, because you, you, like, we did, if you used it, we, all the money would be gone. Yeah. All the money oh, we would have made. Yeah, so so uh, Justin was using a pay phone uh, outside of the hotel. We, we checked out of the hotel because it was a long drive from Montreal to Toronto. And he said to the driver, I'm going to use the phone. We all got on the bus, we got into our bunks, we fell asleep, the driver must have forgotten. He left Justin at the hotel in only swimming trunks. No shirt, no shoes. And um, he went to the hotel desk who only spoke French and tried to convince them, hey, I He's not a homeless dude. (laughs) Uh, Thankfully, somehow they let him in. Um, We don't realize that we've left until the next day. So it was... It was a good pretty far away. 15 hours, yeah. And we woke up to play the show in Toronto and no one could find Justin. And then um, we found out he had, we called the promoter in Montreal. They went to the hotel um, and gave him money for a train. 
but he didn't have any clothes, <gasps> so he had to get clothes from the lost and found no. at the hotel. And so he wore a, <laughs> a Nike shirt, like a crop top, <laughs> and he's wearing his swim trunks. And they were just yeah. And so when he goes to the train station, he's on the wrong track, no. and the train is coming soon, and it's like a big way. And so he's so frazzled, he jumped down to go from side to side. And when he did that, he almost got arrested. No! And the the the, the people were yet screaming at him in French, like, obviously you cannot cross the yeah, fucking yeah, tracks. Yeah. It's very dangerous. And oh they were going God. to arrest him. He started to cry. No. <laughs> and, then, and they put him on the train. And I so mean, <laughs> so we played the show without him, but he got there the next day. Yeah. You played it without him? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. I mean, oh he could have God. also ended up in a lunatic asylum. Exactly. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. And like in, in, in a crop top, <laughs> going out of tracks. That's my favorite. He doesn't understand the thing. That's, that's my favorite. Crazy. We lost someone's story yeah. so far. Yeah. So oh, it was yeah. pretty good. Favorite good. one. Um, another one I'll give you very quickly that is very fun uh, is uh, what in Chicago um, there's a place called Strange Cargo and it's like a vintage clothing shop and also just like got like cool like trinkety things and um, this was the also maybe 99 2000 um, and I went there and um, they had this cool motorcycle jacket but it cost $100, and $100 is, was a lot. It was an insane amount of money to me at that time. And um, I was just, I tried it on. I felt like I was so cool in it. Needed and to have it. I needed to have it. Uh, I put it on the back on the rack, mm -hmm. and I was like, went back to the sound check. And during the bounce, we were playing with the Bouncing Souls, and they were on stage. And I walked in, and I must have had a, a strange look on my face because Pete, the guitar player in the Bouncing Souls, mm -hmm. He was like, number two, what's wrong? And I was like, well, I was just on the street and there's this jacket and it cost a lot of money and I don't know if it's irresponsible of me to buy it because, you know, you know, look good, feel good, play good, but also that's a lot <laughs> of money. my football coach always <laughs> yeah, says. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, but he, uh, he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, two, you'll have you. $100 again. Go get the jacket if you like it. And I was like, you know what, Pete, I'm gonna go. So I walk back to the store. I'm rooting through the racks. It's gone. gone. No. Literally 10 minutes, it's gone. So I go to the woman, nice woman behind the counter, and I said, hey, I was just in here. I tried on this motorcycle I know jacket. What's I know what's about to happen. Somebody else of your crew bought the fucking jacket. No, you're oh, not. Sorry. You're not even close. Sheep goes, you mean this one? <gasps> she has it behind the counter. She kept said, it that's you. it. I want it. You can't have it. No. I was like, why? It was hers. She says, no. Eddie Vedder is here, no. and he just put this behind the counter. No. He wants the jacket. He's downstairs with the owner shopping no. through the stuff that's not out for people yet. And I was like, well, I need to ask Eddie Vedder for this jacket. <laughs> and she what? goes, she's like, you can't do that. I can, I'm not supposed to tell anybody he's here. Like, you can't do that. And I was like, well, I'm going to wait outside. No. So, Yo, Eddie, I so heard you pop I'm like waiting jacket. outside, and when I'm outside, I see... Um, Dave House. Uh, I don't know if you know Dave House. He played. Um, he, he's a now he's a, kind of a folk musician. Mm -hmm. uh, plays by himself, but he was in a band called The Loved Ones. Mm -hmm. um, what is that place like? Why is everyone? There? Yeah, it, it's so cool. It was the coolest shop, you know. And it was um, the Studio Fifty Four. Yeah, exactly. Chicago. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, Dave was the guitar tech for the Bouncing Souls at the time, and he was with Mark Holloway, who was the tour manager of the Bouncing mm-hmm. Souls at the time, and he had his briefcase with him, which meant he had all mm. of the money from, and I was like, hey, I might need to loan some money. I'm going to try to buy this jacket from Eddie Vedder. <laughs> and they were like, what? Eddie Vedder's in there? What and the- they were both huge Pearl Jam fans, and oh. they were so, they were like, please don't embarrass us in front of Eddie Vedder. And I'm like, Fuck that. He's got my jacket. <laughs> and so Did you get it? So Eddie Vedder comes out of the shop. He sees the three of us all dressed in black and he clearly held wait. on to the jacket and was no, like No, he looked us in the eyes and he turned the other way so fast. And I just said, Excuse me, Eddie. And he goes, Yeah. I was like, You were in the store and you bought a jacket. I was just in the store. I tried that jacket on. I went back to get the money. I'm here. I would like to buy the jacket. And he is insanely confused by this conversation. He's like, what? And he's got his girlfriend with him. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like, we were here a week ago. And I was like, no, no, no. Just minutes ago, I tried on the jacket. I want the jacket. You have the jacket. Give me the jacket. (laughs) And he goes, I don't know what you're talking about. His girlfriend says, describe the jacket. I said, oh, it's a, it's a black, it's a, it's a motorcycle jacket with a cool snap. She goes, oh, that's for me. Oh, and, ooh, and, and I was like, well, maybe I can buy it from you. And she's like, no, I love the jacket. Oh, uh, and, 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 and Eddie Vedder puts his hand on my shoulder and he says, at least you know you're the same size as my girlfriend. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so then we get to talk about what is Pearl Jam doing in Chicago. They were playing at the stadium across the street with the Rolling Stones the next day. Of course yeah. they are. Yeah, it's just a beautiful story. Those guys get to get their picture with Eddie Vedder. Soon, you got a picture with the jacket. Soon cars start stopping and they're like, Eddie Vedder. And he's like, I got to go. And we're like, we totally get it. The next day or two days later, I see him on television playing the David Letterman show, wearing the jacket. No, no. Yeah. liar. Liar. Eddie, I loved what you. The fuck? <laughs> Not anymore. I know. It's done. Yeah, what a sad tale. What, what a sad that tale. That went like. I know. Yeah, so there was a roller in this story. I was what like, the fuck? and in the end, did he get. No. no I don't have <laughs> the jacket. The and in the end, I saw him in the jacket. I wonder if he's. Hopefully, he married that young woman. She was nice. And did you get rid of all your <laughs> of all your Pearl Jam uh, CDs that you might uh, have You know what? The nice thing for me is I never owned one. <laughs> <laughs> At least that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but those guys got to meet um, Eddie Vedder, and so they were, I guess, grateful that I had that experience uh, for them. <laughs> so yeah. crazy. Yeah. I like the jacket you're wearing right oh, now. Thank I you, love thank it, you. too. Gotta say you, that. I'm very into denim jackets. This one is really just cool. Just go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. Somebody yeah. just waved outside, which is a very important, important oh. person. Yeah. Also, you're very important. No, 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 Are no, you leaving no. the podcast just like that? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Ciao, Bella. What's happening? Yeah. Okay. So, um, meanwhile. Okay. Hey, oh, look at that. Back. Sorry about that. That's right. Um, I'm going to ask you about your favorite tour snack. Just what's the first thing that comes to mind? It's your favorite tour snack. I love food so much that this is a very complicated question. Um, are we talking like anything? Uh, but like you know, if I'm in the UK, it's Wagamama. If oh uh, yeah, fuck. so it's just like you're, you're, you could you're, also say apples. Nah, it's not. That's not anything. That's not legit. <laughs> well, you know who said that? Melvin from No wow. Facts yesterday. Of course <laughs> he did. And then they because talked he's about the their kindest, f- sweetest person yes. in the world. No, Absolutely. I have to honestly say that yesterday I felt enlightened by. 
the Zen of Melvin. He's and doing today, coaching sessions, and mm-hmm. we had a free coaching awesome. session basically and in the today. Podcast. I'm also feeling very uh, uh-huh. because of the talk that we had uh, about. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, sorry, you can pick anything but apples because it's it's not. I the mean, it is. I would say it would be Indian food. Um, it doesn't matter where I am in the world. I will find an Indian restaurant that provides me with a meal that is enjoyable. Um, and it's probably a, a, a vegetable samosa if I had to pick Ooh, one thing one. that is consistently good no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I was going to ask the questions, but now that you said it's a samosa, it's not as dangerous. Yeah. But Indian food and yeah, you're yeah, on yeah, the spicy. tour bus so, can so be I, I, tricky. I, but but I eat I like so for a day like today, like I eat at like one in the afternoon or two. Then yeah. that's my meal. So oh, what? yeah, yeah. And then I'll but have the like whole day? Yeah, pretty much. And then I'll have like a snack. Yeah, that's you why know. you have the size of Eddie Vedder's girl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. This interview's over. No. Um, Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't hold back. I just eat all no, day long. No, no, but um, <laughs> And then, like out post show, I might have like a cup of noodles or like a like okay, a little okay. snack like that. But but um, one giant meal in the afternoon. That so so yeah, it's not it's like it's not one samosa. It's, it's no a few no, it's samosas. not like it's fucking the yeah. biggest samosa. Exactly, yeah. It's Huge like two samosas samosa. and a salad, and uh, probably some alu gobi, and then probably mm. like some naan. Like it's like oh nice. It looks oh, like a non. like a bunch of people, but it's just me. It looks by like myself. an Indian family yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing is like for the most part. Um, so my. My, my rock and roll day, I, I try to get up between 10 and 11, try to get up as early as I can. It, it depends on how late the night was before, obviously. Um, and then I walk as far as I can. Today, we're trapped in the middle of nowhere. Uh, oh, there's a lake and you can walk around it. Yeah, but, but that's not what I like to do. I don't care yeah. about nature. Yeah. <laughs> I want a record store and I want yeah. a coffee uh, shop. Okay. And I, you know, I so, feel you that. Yeah, yeah. So, so for me, it's like usually a two to six mile walk mm-hmm. to a record store to a to a coffee shop and then I get my meal at route one or two and I just fucking eat like a gluttonous thing you should talk to uh, Matt Hensley yeah he basically does yes. the same yeah. thing so, so you can take walks we and... did a six week tour together this uh, January and February oh, well, what am I Molly. Telling you? and literally every day it would be like <laughs> when, when, when Matt and I would see each other, it'd be like, "Yeah, it's over there." Like, like yeah. we would cheer. Like, the good it was so shop. sick. Like, and and, and what I'm yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. And then Dennis from Flying Molly, he's a biker, so yeah, he's like goes their on the bikes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, it's just like I put on I, some sweet soul music, mm-hmm. and then I just go. And 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 Pat, uh, our drummer, he refers to it as the demons catching up to you. I try to stay ahead of the demons because <laughs> yeah. then I'll get like dark and sad and worried and you know. So like it's just like do my Running shit, away get it done. Yeah, yeah, don't let the demons catch that's up. That's perfect that you say uh, that you mentioned the soul music because that's another question we like to ask our guests. Also because we need an outro for the episode. Yeah. And we always ask, what's your favorite tour song? Like, uh, what do you listen to? What's your jam? So the greatest live album ever recorded is Sam Cooke's Live at Harlem Square Club. Sam mm-hmm. Cooke's um, the one. And so, yeah, that is the go-to no matter what. Which song? Um, song? So I would say um, um, Feel It. Mm-hmm. Uh, Feel it, it, it Sam Cooke. Yeah, it, it's... From um, the Life album. Truthfully, it is just, you know, like like not to go on a diatribe, but so in the, in the, in the mid sixties, Sam Cooke was a 
very wholesome imaged mm. soul singer. Um, and for, for, for black Americans to have that cultural impact, for white Americans to digest it, it needed to be a very safe. Oh, yeah. are you kidding me? We lost it again, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Absolutely true. Yeah. Just it's just like, yeah. No, no, okay. not worry about it. I have the part where you say we're we're amazing. So yeah. <laughs> um, but but truthfully, so um, but when he would play, um, like in, no drugs, no sexual yeah, exactly, things, yeah. like super clean yeah. and like uh, but, castrated, basically. But when he would play black clubs in America, it was a very ferocious show. Yeah. So um, in '63, he recorded the set in Harlem, in mm -hmm. New York. And um, it was supposed to be his live album, mm -hmm. but it was too racy for the record company. And mm. so they shelved it. Um, and they shelved it for, it, it was 1985 when it got released. Oh. So 22 years wow. that this thing didn't exist. And then when it came out, it literally was like people lost their minds An over how epiphany. incredible yeah. it was. And 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 uh, there were a lot of live Sam like but they were like live at the Copa, which yeah. was a, a white club. And like mm -hmm. like all they're very soulful and very um smooth and, and his shows were so raw and so intense and I steal a lot of my performance from yeah. that era of of um of soul music and, and yeah, fuck it, we don't need it. It was great music. I grew up, uh, my mom listened to a lot of Motown and yeah, also yeah, yeah, soul awesome. and stuff like yeah. that. And I was really influenced by that. I studied jazz singing. Great. Believe it or not. I that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I think probably because my mom listened to that kind of, yeah. I would label it, sorry, as, yeah, black cultural music yeah, because yeah. that's where it comes from. And I think we have to, we owe people that all of it every they came every with, chord that's being played it, yeah. here came from uh, exactly you know, yeah, yeah. yeah and Black uh, or I'm still I'm I don't know I read a lot of uh, history about jazz and stuff and how people played at the clubs because you just mentioned Sam Cooke not being able to play at white clubs or whatever mm -hmm. and it's still baffling and devastating to me that people with darker skin color back in the day they were like super great artists singers praised on stage and then they had to take the back door mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not because they were so famous but because they were not allowed yeah, yeah, to yeah, use the yeah, main yeah. fucking entrance yeah and yeah. Oh, it just makes me want to cry you know yeah i it's mean obviously bad. um there is a there is a tremendous um evil history yeah. of the treatment of of black people across Absolutely. europe and and and, uh, and certainly across the states but mm -hmm. That is a um, a testament to the art and the culture and the impact of it. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously, no one wants to be a vampire of mm, that and mm. just and just steal the good parts and ignore the bad parts. Yeah. So it's it's important to have those conversations and to face that evil history. But I also think that um, the celebration today of that art and you know, again, the FBI probably killed Sam Cooke. You know, like mm. that's how impactful really? in chain. Yeah, I mean, it was it was great Get friends. read into that. Great, great friends with um, um, Martin Luther King, oh, yeah. Muhammad well, Ali. Oh yeah, makes sense. Uh, um, no. Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's just this incredible um, cultural shift that was happening mm -hmm. and it was scary to mm -hmm. the power structures. And, yeah. and so, you know, when you talk about punk rock, I mean, there, there there's very, very few things that I can see and taste and touch that are as powerful and as punk rock as mm -hmm. that soul movement, mm -hmm. especially 
late uh, mid to late 60s mm -hmm. in America. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Did a lot for yeah. more than music. Oh, yeah, more yeah, than yeah, music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, from Chicago to Paris, you know, like, mm -hmm. like greatly influenced the, the 68 riots that, that yeah. happened. Yeah. Ah, gives me all the feelings right well, now. Well, that's, that's the, you know, when Deep you talk about like, does this shit do anything? It's like, yeah, fuck Absolutely, yeah. Music yeah. changes people and people change the world. There you go. That's the end of your interview. Ciao. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chris. Well, hey, actually, Chris? we don't have any more questions yeah. for you. Okay. Thank you so much for doing this. No, this was really nice. You guys so much. Inspiring. Have a and great weekend. You um, too. I know you you're too. burning the candle at both ends here, so uh, good luck to you. And thank you. If there's anything we can do, provide, or space, or comfort, don't hesitate to ask. We're here for you. Same here. Awesome. Fight the feeling, baby. Don't fight the feeling. Got the feel the feeling.